Welcome back to the Wrong Opinion, Useless NBA Trivia and Garbage Rankings. As always, if this is your first time, check it out trailer, figure out what we're doing here. We're talking about the Milwaukee Bucks, 56 seasons in the league. First came in in 1968, been around a little while. 35 playoff appearances in that time. They've won 53% of their games. That's really, really good. Now, a little bit funky, because uh, 1968, they came into the league. 1969, they drafted Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> so, that that was a little bit lucky. They won the title in their third season. It's just an unbelie unbelievable stretch for an expansion team. There's a lot of stuff with Kareem almost going to the ABA. George Mikan, you know, Lakers great, used to be ABA commissioner. He was supposed to offer Kareem a giant check to get him to the ABA. He never gave him that check. Nobody knows why. He stayed in the NBA, worked out for everybody, except for the ABA. But their first season, 27 wins. First season with Kareem in 1970, 56, then 66, 63, 59. And then uh, the last season, they missed the playoffs with Kareem still there. So kind of fizzled out quickly. But that's just a crazy stretch for an expansion team. Now, the late 70s had some fun guys like Marcus Johnson, really underrated, great. Not quite Hall of Famer. He was eventually traded for Terry Cummings, uh, and that became Terry Cummings and Sidney Moncrief. Sidney Moncrief, one of the, what was Moncrief, the second best shooting guard of the 80s, maybe Drexler if you want to go there, but Moncrief just had a short, incredible peak. But from 1980 until 1991, not small sample size, made the playoffs every year, conference finals in back-to-back -back years in, 30, in 83 and 84, and then again in 86. Sidney Moncrief was a man. Now, they had the, a bad stretch to kick off the 90s. They whipped on guys like Vin Baker, who just had his own personal demons. We talked about him with the Thunder. Not going to go into that. Uh, but Ray Allen. They got Ray Allen on draft night for uh, Starbury from the, uh, from the Timberwolves. With him and Glenn Davis, former number one pick, uh, they had a you know decent stretch with George Carl, who comes up a lot in these rankings on decent teams. They went to the 2001 Eastern Conference Finals, and that is one of the most poorly officiated finals of all time. From, from 2000 to 06, just a lot of bad, a lot of bad refing, and a lot of it was very fishy. But in 2001, in the Eastern Finals, they just really wanted AI to go to the finals. Uh, who can blame you? Now his legacy is somehow better than Ray Allen's. It's just a bummer. Beyond that, a lot of mediocrity. I like Michael Red a lot. We'll talk about him, of course, in a little bit. Uh, Andrew Bogut, the 2010 team, Fear the Deer, 46 wins. Brandon Jennings, Rookie of the Year consideration. Obviously went to Tyreek Evans and kind of a sham. But the real story came in 2013. I was in Puerto Rico when it happened on draft night. <laughs> Anthony Bennett, number one to the Cavaliers. Giannis fell all the way to 15, <laughs> right outside the lottery. Now it was rookie year, they only won 15 games. Uh, but playoffs his second year by 2017, he was, you know, he was one of the best players in the league. 2019, he was an all-timer. They made the conference finals. Lost to Kawhi and the Raptors. And throughout this stretch since 2017, Giannis has come short a lot in the playoffs and has a lot of big, a lot of red flags in that period where it makes you think, is he the guy? Is he Carl Malone? But in 2021, I mean, he won. So what are you going to say? You, you just, you throw away all the bad. You kind of just grade players at their best. And that's a little bit fair. Whether it's 2020 getting smoked by the Heat or 2022 losing to a young Celtics team, or this year, getting bounced in the first round as the one seed. There's just a lot, of, a lot of bad marks on his resume. Nevertheless, the team got their second finals. They have two finals in total. They also made the finals in 1974, and then Eastern Conference Finals five times. 
underrated franchise but let's get to the rankings first team point guard this one was tough because there are a lot of very decent very good point guards the rest of the positions are very stacked pretty much across the board but at point guard it's a little bit weak in a sense but they're all good you know so first thing i'm going to oscar robertson and i kind of feel like that's wrong he only played four seasons there it was not at the peak of his powers he was 16 and 8 for his for his bucks career but even so he's eighth all time in assists that is third among point guards so a couple guys that i that i've ranked below him here but he also won a finals so what are you gonna say because while we talk about uh, Kareem coming in 69 and changing the franchise in their early years. Oscar came in 1970, the same year they won the finals. So he finally got that coveted ring. He took a back seat offensively and just became a distributor. And now we know a lot about Oscar. He's 10th all time. He's 11th all time in points per game, top 15 in points, 8th all time in assists, 3rd in assists per game. Uh, but with the Bucks, the numbers aren't bad either. I mean, he's still first all time in Bucks players assist the game assist per game 7.5 and that's in his final couple seasons he was second team all nba once while playing with them that's more than i think yeah that's more than any other point guard no other point guard was all nba and he was getting all-stars and again he won a freaking title in that title series against baltimore they won 4-0 he averaged 24 points a game on 52 percent shooting so i'm sold it's oscar first team shooting guard no question sydney moncrief I spelled his name wrong in my notes. I am sorry, Sid the Squid. He came the same year as Magic in 1979, drafted fifth overall. There were burgeonings. There's, there's questions of him going number one. Uh, there's this poster that to this day, it's an all-time poster of him doing a tomahawk with Arkansas. Uh, he played 10 seasons with Milwaukee. He retired abru abruptly at 31, uh, but that's because the last three seasons he couldn't stay on the court. He just had a bunch of foot injuries following, uh, following 86. Uh, but that 86 season was coming off just a great stretch. Uh, from 82, that was his second season. He was second team All-NBA, 83 first team All-NBA, and he won Defensive Player of the Year. 84 second team All-NBA, Defensive Player of the Year, two-time Defensive Player of the Year winner, five All-NBAs, five All-Stars. It took him until 2019 to get to the Hall of Fame, which I don't understand. The Hall of Fame just favors like longevity over peak. But five transcendent years, which is really what he had. He didn't have the best team, but he took him to three conference finals, even in 86 where he was on his last legs. In fact, he never once missed the playoffs. 11 seasons, 11 playoff appearances. And while people think of the Defensive Player of the Year as a big man award, the first two awards given were to a guard, to Sidney Moncrief. Now stat-wise, he's fourth in uh, Bucks points. Eight guys with 10,000 points, he's on that list. Uh, third in steals, third in assists. Uh, just bona fide Hall of Famer, should have made it 15 years sooner. Still can't believe it. Uh, first team, small forward. I'm going Bob Danridge. Dr. Bottom with the uh, with the Wizards, just a do-it-all kind of guy. He was really peaking with the uh, with the Bucks. nine seasons there. Three All-Stars. Drafted the same year as Kareem. Obviously a little bit less exciting. 19 points a game during that finals run. Averaged uh, 20 and 10. 20 and 10 in the 71 finals in their victory kind of sunk it up in the 74 finals when they lost in seven to to boston but whatever he also got a second title before kareem so that's cool ends up sixth in points 10th in steals and third in rebounds oh fun fact i wanted the fun fact about bob dandridge because he's just not a particularly exciting player he played in four nba finals during the 70s 23 games 
Now, two of those finals worth the Bucks, two were with the Wizards, Bullets. But he scored more points in the NBA Finals than any other player. Now, that is a good stat. Uh, first team, power forward. You know I'm going. Giannis Antetokounmpo, best player in franchise history. I think at this point that's set. He's second all-time in rebounds, first in assists, first in points, first in blocks, first in triple doubles. He's got 35, Kareem's got eight. Now, I don't know why I disliked him so much until about 2021. Uh, I thought he was overrated, he couldn't shoot. I think I was grading him as like a wing, but he's a big. But he bounced around position-wise all around his career. A shooting guard, his or small forward his rookie year, then shooting guard, then a point guard in 2016 small forward again and then down to power forward and that's what he is he's a driving power forward he's a ball handling power forward it's just he, it's a little bit unicorny but a tenacious rebounder probably the best defensive player in the league among good offensive players put up 30 a game this year for his career he's 23 10 and 5 first team all nba every single season since 2019 back-to-back -back mvp defense player of the year you know it's Giannis. Giving it up to you. And center, another obvious one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Averaged 30 points a game during his time with Milwaukee. It was only six seasons. Most of his time was with LA, which, you know, some most people remember him too. Uh, led the league in points twice. His rookie year, he was 29 points, 15 rebounds, four assists a game. Second year, 32 and 16. Third year, 35 and 17. That's still a uh, that, that's a, a post Wilt record for centers, just shy of that that legendary iconic 35 points per game mark. Now probably more importantly, he led the league in playoff scoring three times with the Bucks, a couple more times with the Lakers to boot. 35 a game in 10 games as a rookie. <laughs> he just walked onto the court, walked into the league, and became the best player. That just doesn't happen. When's the last time a player? was the best player in the league the rookie season. Obviously six-time MVP, three of which were with the Bucks. That's a record. I mean, he, he's he got a Hall of Fame career just in those six years with the Bucks. So come on, what are we doing? It's Kareem. For, so our first team is Oscar, Sidney Moncrief, Bob Dandridge, Giannis, and Kareem. Second team point guard. Uh, again, I am going bias to the champions. I'm going Drew Holiday. I think it's the right choice. He's had a, uh, a fairly short Bucks career thus far, only three years. Uh, made his first All-Star All this year. 10 years in between All-Star selections. I'm thinking that's a record. That's kind of like Kyle Korver in 2015, where he became the oldest player to be a first-time All-Star. It's like, yeah, that's cool, I guess. Kind of wish it happened again, though, right? Uh, during his time, 18 and a half points per game, despite being, uh, he turned 30 when he came to Milwaukee but he scored more with Milwaukee per game than any other team. Of course, it's a different league, there's more points, so you know, take that as you will. A bit of a traditional point guard in the sense that he's in control of the offense at all times. A lot of their play goes through Giannis, so his assists are lower than you think, but he's the best defensive point guard in the league, right? I think Marcus Smart lost the title last year. I think it's still true. Uh, to the point where between him and Giannis, they made Lopez, Brooke Lopez, look like the best defensive player in the league, which uh, he's very good. But, yeah, when you have two of the greats on your team, helps out. Uh, no All-NBAs. I think he's one of the guys where if the Bucks get, like, two more titles with him as their point guard, I think he's in the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm a big fan of Drew. You can talk about his limitations when he didn't come up uh, in various playoff spots. Like, just looking at his, uh, at his playoff series, 42% for his playoff career from the field, by the way. Uh, but with Milwaukee, 36%. 2021 semifinals, 36% in the finals. Ugh. 
not great. Uh, 41% the next year, first round. 36% when they lost to the Celtics last year. 40% against the Heat this year. Ugh. He's a guy that benefits from having Giannis, but Giannis benefits from having him too, so it works out. Uh, second team shooting guard, Ray Allen. Talked about him last week, I think, with the Thunder. Uh, he, really four different careers. With Milwaukee, he was a solid all-star. 22 points per game, four assists, four rebounds, yada yada. He became dynamite with the Sonics and then kind of relegated to a background role with the Celtics. Uh, but do you, like we all know Ray Allen, best three-point shooter of his era, right? Of the pre-Steph era. He was also in a dunk contest his rookie year. Dude was athletic and he didn't miss games the first few years of his career, which is something I always appreciate. Only played seven seasons with Milwaukee and doesn't appear on a lot of leaderboards. He's second all-time in threes, among Bucks players at least. Of course, all-time, he just got passed by Steph for most threes. Uh, All-NBA once with the Bucks, third team in 2001, the same time, the same season he should have gone to the finals to get the chance to get destroyed by, you know, Shaq and Kobe. In those Eastern Finals though, seven games against Philly, shot 50% from three, 27 points per game. He made 28 threes in those Eastern Finals. That's four a game. That's really, really good. That's high clutch factor. He didn't make the playoffs again with the Bucks. Huge bummer. Second team, small forward, Marcus Johnson. Now he wasn't around for the best moments of, uh, of their franchise, so he gets dinged for that a little bit. He might've been a better player than Bob Dandridge. He had better stats at least. Yeah, 21 a game with Milwaukee, seven seasons there to kick off his career. Of course, he was on those team that made the conference finals a couple times. So you can't say he was like a losing player. He was a high quality performer. Good scorer, well-rounded player. Uh, he was traded with Junior Bridgman, who is a nice player who probably not gonna get mentioned, but he deserves a highlight. He was one of their one of their all-time guys. Uh, it was him, Bridgman, Harvey Catchings to the Clippers for Terry Cummings, Craig Hodges, and Ricky Pierce. So Marcus Johnson was good. He got three really good players back. Craig Hodges is an all-time sharpshooter, three-time uh, three-point champion. Uh, Terry Cummings, we're gonna talk about in a second, spoiler alert. And Ricky Pierce, who probably deserved more love last week, but all-time sixth man. I, I just think that when players are, are career sixth man, it hurts them a little bit. But he's putting 20 points up off the bench between the Bucks and Seattle. Ricky Pierce was a good player. Uh, Marcus Johnson was first team All-NBA in 1979, his second year. That's the year they didn't make the playoffs, the only year in his entire stretch. So that's a little fishy. Uh, just a different league back then though too. It really started peaking around 84. Uh, but then he was also second team in 80 and 81 on some you know decent teams. Uh, for his career, he's top 100 in points per game. That matters. Uh, four All-Stars, his second season 25.6 points per game. Uh, franchise history, 8th in points, pretty good, and 5th uh, in points per game. You know, only Kareem Giannis, Glenn Robinson, and Flynn Robinson. Who the heck is Flynn Robinson? Flynn Robinson played for one year in 1970, 22 points per game. There you go, Flynn. You got a mention here, but you didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, so Marcus Johnson, second team, uh, small forward. Power forward to go with Terry Cummings, the dude he was traded for. After starting his career, high scorer, nice rebounder with San Diego. Uh, that was the Clippers back then. They didn't make the playoffs at all with him. He played six seasons with Milwaukee, five of which came in his prime in the, in the 80s and then another stint late in the 90s. But in those six years, 19 a game, conference finals, 86, swept by the, the Celtics, but that's whatever. The round before the against Philly, very good Philly team. This is Barkley, this is Irving still. 
and this is the end of uh, end of Malone. They beat Philly in seven. He put up 24 and 10, 54% shooting. That's a good run, Terry. All NBA second team, 1985. Third team a couple years later in 89. Marcus Johnson, very nice player. Big fan around here. Second team center, going Andrew Bogut. Now he's one of the guys I talk about all the time where he was the number one pick, didn't, leave, didn't live up to it, but he's not a bust. You know, he's just not what you want out of a number one pick. Uh, seven years there, especially by the way, when Chris Paul is right behind you. Seven years with Milwaukee, 13 and nine. Nice shot blocker, led the league. 2011, 2.6. He led the league in blocks during Dwight Howard's prime. He was All-NBA third team in 2010. Underrated passer because his stats weren't high. You know, he averaged two a game for his career, but he put the ball where he needed, where he needed it to go. It just never went through him. So I think on a different team, uh, he would have been, he would have been utilized that way. He ended up going to Golden State uh, after a myriad of injuries and became a defensive anchor for those really good teams. I say really good for the freaking dynasty. He won one of their titles with them, uh, but with Milwaukee, he's their second best center. Fifth in rebounds, fifth in blocks. There you go, Bogut. We like you. Uh, so that's the second team. Drew Holiday, Ray Allen, Marcus Johnson, Terry Cummings, Andrew Bogut. Third team. Point guard going Quinn Buckner. Only a 10-year career. Six years with Milwaukee. In that time, 10 points. Pretty good. Five assists. You know, decent. 2.3 steals per game. He's an all-time steals guy. Ended up getting a ring with the, uh, with the Celtics a couple years later as kind of a bench slash roll guy. But he's still their all-time leader in steals, 1,042. That's pretty good. Sixth in assists, and I don't have too much more on Quinn Buckner. Never an all-star, not an all-NBA guy. He's all-defensive second team four, time, uh, four times from 78 and then 80 through 82. All-time great defender. He shouldn't be high on this list for a team this good, but they are just very weak historically at point guard. Third team, small forward. Michael Red. He was part of that terrible, terrible 2000 draft. In the 2000 draft, there are three guys who played a total of three all-star games. Three all-star games across an entire draft. He had one of them in 2004. Uh, he played a little bit with uh, with Ray Allen. He was on that 2001 team, put up two points a game. But when Ray left, he became the uh, de facto focal point. 2004 is a really nice season. That's when he was most improved player. 21.7 points per game. He had a good amount of threes. He'd be taking 10 a game now. Uh, in that 04 season, he was making 1.5 a game on 4.4 attempts. Let's uh, jack those numbers up. Uh, in the playoffs, kind of sucked in five games. He ended up having two, two devastating knee injuries, and he was you know done by 28. Uh, so big bummer for him, but he did score 11,554 points with the Bucks, fifth most ever, and one of three guys in 1,000 threes, right behind Ray Allen at 10.03. 2004, he was third team All-NBA. That was also probably the worst. Yeah, 2004 is the worst season of the last, uh, of this century. I mean, Peja Sorakovic was, I think, third, maybe fourth in MVP voting. That's, uh, that's tough, and I love Peja. Uh, third team, small forward going Chris Middleton. He's part of that uh, that Drew Holiday group where he would probably be a Hall of Famer if they get two more titles. 11-year career after a year in Detroit, 10 straight years in Milwaukee. Uh, caught the injury bug these last couple years. Maybe he's just getting old. Uh, but for his Bucks career, 27.5 points per game, five rebounds, four assists, excellent defender. Uh, hits a lot of threes, 39% for his career and made three All-Stars. Never All-NBA, 
but in 2021 stepped up big when it mattered most 23.6 points per game for a team that won the nba finals and getting a little more specific in those finals 24 points a game Never been a big fan. I think he's very limited, but he's good at everything. And that's the kind of guy you need. I think Giannis deserves a better number two, but yeah, Littleton's, he's good. 13 power forward. I left him off of the Thunder Sonics, even though he played more time there. I'm going Vin Baker. Four seasons with Milwaukee to kick off his career. Three all-star teams in that span. Averaging 18 a game, nine and a half rebounds. He struggled with drinking, depression, a lot of sad stuff. It derailed his career. Very sad because there's some guys, you know, they're not good people and they get kicked out for substance abuse issues because, you know, they want to. I'm not going to get into the psychology of it all, but he just had real struggles and you feel for him. And a lot of the stats don't back it up. He's not on any leaderboards. He didn't make the playoffs at all with Milwaukee, but I think he was a tremendous player on a couple really bad teams. And he proved that during his prime with Seattle uh, before it quickly fell apart. Uh, All NBA 97. Last year with the Bucks, third team. Uh, ended up being second team the next year with Seattle. Again, really weak league. Third team center. Another dude from this era, which I think is fine because this is the best era in their franchise's history, arguably, maybe. Ron Brooke Lopez. Uh, once again, not a huge fan. <laughs> I think he's a little bit overrated defensively. He's a great job locker, knows where to be, long, can cover a lot of ground. Um, it just helps when you have two all-time defensive players on your team and when he didn't look like a defensive player of the year until he turned 30 like that's that just means the situation was better but he also started taking threes it, it happened a little bit late in brooklyn uh but especially since he's been with milwaukee he's hitting th threes at a totally different rate he used to be a great mid-range guy a high post guy now he's just a three-point bomber he's uh during his bucks career 30 35 you want that to be a little bit higher but that's not bad along with 13 a game, only 5.3 re rebounds a game as a seven-footer who plays almost 30 minutes a game. Uh, you don't love that. You don't love that. He is fourth all-time in blocks, and he's fifth in three-pointers made. No All-NBAs, but he was, uh, I think, he was one of the finalists this year for Defensive Player of the Year, and that matters. Uh, so that's our third team, Quinn Buckner, Michael Red, Chris Middleton, Vin Baker, Brooke Lopez. Hardest cuts, I like Sam Cassell a lot. Uh, I just think he he probably had his best years with Milwaukee. He was on that 2001 team. You could put a, you could have put him over Quinn Buckner, and I don't think I would argue with you. I just really value Buckner's uh, defensive prowess. But Cassell is a very good player, so no argument there. Uh, Ricky Pierce, I mentioned him a little bit ago. I wanted to fit him in. That's just a loaded, loaded position. Uh, he deserves it, though. Sorry, Ricky. Uh, Paul Pressey, I really argued with because I'm just not a huge Middleton guy, but eh, that would just be wrong. Eight seasons, 12 points a game. But he was, you know, getting seven, eight assists a game as a forward. Really good point forward for those teams that feature, you know, Moncrief, Marcus Johnson, and Cummings. Another one you definitely could have made the case for at small forward over Middleton, Glenn Robinson, big dog Robinson. He was a uh, Ray Allen's running mate for a long time. Eight seasons in Milwaukee. Came uh, drafted a couple years before him. Uh, number one pick of the NBA draft that featured Grant Hill and Jason Kidd. That's cool. 22 points per game as a rookie. But didn't really start getting success until Ray Allen came into town. And he's a guy where it's like, yeah, he can score you buckets. 
but you don't want him, want him taking a lot of shots. He did hit a high percentage of threes, uh, 39% in 99. That's really good. Couple time all-star. I just think he's Anton Walker with worse marketing. I think that's about right. A couple other guys like Ersan Elisova could get some love. Uh, Brandon Jennings, but they just weren't bad teams. John Henson, yeah, no. So that's it. If you guys hate my rankings, tweet me at WrongOpinionNBA. As always, check out our YouTube partners, Hooper's Lane. Doing a lot of cool stuff over there. We're going to be back next week talking about a really fun team to talk about. A team that went to finals in two separate eras. Maybe you could call it three separate eras. But under two different players. And then they had a third really, really good era. But couldn't make it finals. Kind of hurting one player's legacy. That's quite the riddle. Give you time to think about it. Till then, peace out.